La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic Glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons Et la jolie cloche ding ding dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum Bonjour rugby friends and welcome to a new edition of French Rugby Connections with moi, Véronique Lindieu and... And myself, Mike Pierce. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Mike. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Beautiful sunny weather we've had this week, so it looks like winter's well and truly behind us. And forward to a cracking weekend of rugby and also looking back on a cracking weekend of rugby. Definitely. Let's talk about Women's Six Nations. Yeah, it's all boiling up nicely, isn't it, for the showdown. Le Crunch on Saturday at the Stoop. England take play France for the title, a grand slam for one of them. Could be France's first title since 2018. But last weekend, France were on fire in Dublin. They beat Ireland 56-15. Um, eight tries. Eight tries. Eight tries. That's a, that's a lot. Incredible. I mean, it was, when you think it was 38-8 at halftime, and credit to France, they didn't ease off at all. They really went for the, for the jugular second half. Some great offloads, great line breaks. I say tries. Bougeard got two. Banet got two. Menager got one, Bouland uh, and die, and a penalty try. So, wow. And yeah. talking about the women of the match for the Six Nations last uh, weekend, it was Emily Boulard who was voted uh, Women's Six Nations Player of Round Three. Yeah, incredible. And what a great player. When you think that it's her first um, tournament as an international player, she's really set the world alight. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Italy, Scotland. Yeah, another. I mean, I thought that would be pretty close and I thought Scotland might squeeze it, but it's a show to what I know. Italy, 41, Scotland, 20. Two tries for Italy in the opening nine minutes. They had three tries for Furlan, two for Rigoni, one for Arigetti and one for uh, Minizzi. Two tries for Scotland from Skeldon and Wassel, but Scotland's set piece was a, was a bit of a... Bit of a shambles. I think they're missing. They've had some great leaders in the past, Jake Conkle and uh, Deborah McCormack. I think they're missing that sort of experience. But uh, it was close at half time, 12-10. But uh, really, Italy were were superb. Their back line was was really good. And yeah, a well-deserved win for them. It was so, so pleasing to see Italy winning. A Six Nation game. So it's looking very positive. The men are still not there yet, but they will be one day, I'm sure. But the women are very, very fighting hard. And they have some great players as well. Yeah. And they had star players, Giada Franco, missing. So even more credit to them. And it's all some, some cracking game. I think the best weekend of the women's Six Nations will be this weekend because I think Every game will be close. It starts off at noon. Italy play Ireland. And then at two o'clock, as we, we briefly mentioned, England play France at the Stoop. And then at five o'clock, Scotland face Wales in Glasgow. So, yeah, it's going to be a brilliant weekend. And last weekend, how did Wales fare? But they did really well last weekend because they didn't play. <laughs> so they were unbeaten. I, I thought I, I gathered that. They were unbeaten <laughs> last weekend. But, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. I was going to say this. I'm re really excited about this England-France game because I think the weather forecast looks good. There are two great attacking teams. 
And you look at the matchups, you've got Jess Breach against uh, Mane on the wings, Leanne Riley and Bordon at scrum half, Mayans and Packer in the back row. I think it's going to be a great advert for women's rugby. And plus the fact it's live on BBC Two. This is an absolutely wonderful opportunity to showcase the women's game and they'll never have a better opportunity. And uh, I hope people will tune in. People who aren't au fait with women's rugby, just just give it a watch because I think you'll be very pleasantly surprised. Definitely, definitely. I was invited. I was a guest to a rugby podcast last week. The good, the scars, the rugby with Emily Scarrett, who is the captain of the England rugby female team, and uh, James Haskell. So we had a very, very interesting question. You know, but she did say, Emily was saying that every time she plays against France, she feels, the day after, she feels like she's been <laughs> run over by a boss. By, yeah, by, a boss, by a bus. By a bus. By a bus. Prodian slip. <laughs> train. Say train. It's easy. <laughs> by a train, by a lorry, by a camion, <laughs> whatever. What? Because the ferocity <gasps> is so is so intense. They they go for it. And even James Haskell was saying that he, he did watch the game last year and he completely forgot, like we said earlier, yeah. uh, that. Women. It, Yes, it, it, yeah, it was, right. it was no, right. it could have been, the ferocity was similar to a men's game because they are athletes, they are professional. It's, oh, it's, I wouldn't like to be there because, gosh, they would make mince meat of me. <laughs> what well, I can't imagine. What? And that's you and Haskell on the same podcast. <laughs> it, it, it must have lasted for about eight hours, did it? What he spoke more than me. I was edited in some in some part. Uh, I'm not going that's, to that's, say that's that's a greater battle than England France. That is you and Haskell. <laughs> I'm not going to say which part I was, I got edited of <laughs> Haskell and Emily will know which one. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it was uh, they were both lovely, absolutely lovely. And uh, yeah, I asked Haskell whether his wife Chloe she's a bodybuilder, not a bodybuilder. She's a trainer and. Chloe, Chloe Matley, and which okay. position she would like to be? And he said to me, oh, I tackled once on a Banting Castle, and she didn't like being tackled, and I was oh, okay. very gentle with her. So he, he was thinking, oh, maybe a wing, a wing, or well, I mentioned fullback. But uh, no, he was full of praise for women's rugby. And I mentioned that in, in England schools, it would be good for rugby to be played more by girls i mean right yeah. now i know rugby is being played mostly by private school because they've got the the pitches and, and but it, it, it can be done because yeah. i was saying you know in france since 2019 there is a new project which is called projet école d'oval french lesson école d'oval what does it mean horse school isn't it no, Oval. Oval, oh, Oval school. school. Okay. okay. Yeah. And the mission is to develop rugby in school. So oh, okay. it's working really well because 23,470 girls in France are playing in clubs. Okay. And there's been an increase of 15% year on year. So, so have France given up on that, that other mission of theirs to, to win the Six Nations then? This is a new... <laughs> Oh, on top of that, obviously, from the women's side, I'm only focused on Oh, women's side, I thought, oh, okay, I thought, I thought perhaps they'd given up on the Six Nations. <laughs> Never. <laughs> on the women's <laughs> side, the aim yeah. is to win, obviously, the Six Nations after they, they nearly, nearly, nearly win last year. That was so painful. My heart got broken. 
Yeah, but France gets such great crowds in their women's games. I mean, I've seen games at La Rochelle, at Lyon, Toulouse. And, you know, everybody's out there with their flags. It's live on primetime TV. And and I think that's that's the sort of recipe we, we need to follow in, in this country. And I'm sure girls, ladies watching on Saturday see this. It excites them. And they think, wow, I wouldn't mind having a go at that. And more and more clubs do have women's teams now. So I think it's, things are on the up. Exactly. And I, I found some figures on, on the net when I, was, when I was doing my research. The, last year, during a game between France versus England in Stade des Alpes in Grenoble, do you know how many spectators there were? 15,000? 17,000 and one, wow. one or two. I, know. I remember thinking, wow, that's quite a good game. Wow, that's incredible, yeah. So there's very much some enthusiasm towards women's rugby and rugby in general, especially with, yeah. the, with the Cup uh, 2023. Regarding the players, 26 players are professional. The others are semi-professional in the in French squad. Mm-hmm. And TV rating, do you know how many people watch France versus England last year in the Six Nations? Well, from so many people. I know of three. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I'm not going to guess on that. Uh, now, two million. It? Wow. Because rugby is being shown on, on Prime TV. Yeah. Uh, that's I think that's the that's the crux of the matter, really. Yes, and we got you know some good players such as oh. Jesse Tremouillère, who was yeah. voted the the best player according to the World Rugby in 2018. And Emily Scarat did mention, yeah, but the, the year after it was me. <laughs> oh, some great. I mean, Safi and Di and the Menage sisters. You know, I mean, just and Cyril Banet on the wing. I mean, she's got incredible pace. I think they're. I love watching France. Yes, yeah, yeah. And also the Lord Census, the Scrum Half, very small but very fierce. Gabi Werner and, of course, Gaël Hermet that we know. Yes. Little, we know yeah. a little bit, yes. There is a picture of you and her, and I spoke with her. When was that at the Six Nations a few years ago? She was delightful, very, yeah. very pleased that we were paying attention to women's rugby. So, yeah, yeah. again, 2 o'clock, BBC2 on Saturday, a must-watch game. Rugby. Pred- prediction? Prediction from you? Oh, come on. France is going to win. Why are you asking me that? I've got... Uh, let's say... Oh, it's going to be tight. They are very, very, very close to each other. Home oh. game for... There's a lot of Harlequins girls in that England team. Ladies, yeah, I should say. But... Everyone was going. But... So, I, I've got a horrible feeling that England are going to sneak it just like they did last year. I bet right at the end, it'll be... Your friend Emily Scarrett's penalty. No. That's my, that's my no. guess. Uh, what's it? 32 for France and England, maybe 24, something like that. Oh, that should be, a, yeah. Be, I, think, I think there'll be some great running rugby and some good tries. So may the, may the best team win. There's no doubt they're the best two teams playing mm. for the title and the Grand Slam. So it's all to play for Saturday mm. afternoon. You bet. And if I were a rugby player, which position do you think would be ideal for me? Fullback, I think, is only be the furthest away. Fullback for me. Yeah, because you'd be furthest away then. We wouldn't have to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I would see myself as a scrum half because you, um, yeah. I am petite, but yeah, I'm very strong. Yeah, very they're always strong. they're always quite mouthy, aren't they? Always arguing at the ref and. Yeah, actually, you're right. I can see that now. I'm bossy. I say what I think, and I'm busty? strategic. Uh, no, not rusty. I'm bossy. Oh, busty! Busty! I thought I oh, know. 
<laughs> no, that would be an inconvenience when you play rugby, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we can edit, we'll be editing that bit. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and strategic as well, because you need to, you know exactly what's happening between the front and the back. You're very much a linchpin all together. Yeah, I can actually boss these about right. Yeah, I can see you at scrum half, actually, the perfect position. And you would be perfect fly half. Yeah, you? So, yeah, just trying to, yeah. Not avoiding the tackling, just doing all the glory stuff. <laughs> Top 14. Wow, not too many games uh, last weekend. Yeah, it took a bit of a hammering, didn't it, with COVID? COVID is raising its ugly head yeah, again, I'm afraid, yeah. in France with all the variants coming to the fore, English variant, Breton variant, South African variant. Oh, they've got so many now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so which games were cancelled? Last weekend, Clermont and Brive was postponed. Agen against Bordeaux and Montpellier against Toulon. But on Friday night, there was a game between Poe and Bayonne, a local derby. Poe 43 Bayon 33, well, I mean, if ever there was a, the, to use the old cliche, a classic game of two halves, the first half was absolutely <laughs> dreadful. There was 10 penalties, hardly any rugby, but the second half, it all came to light. Six tries, two yellow cards, one red card, and yeah, a good win for Poe, 43-33. Okay, so they are currently ranked 12th. Yeah. Good. But Bayonne is in the dangerous seat of 13. Okay. But we still have five weeks, five more games to go, so it's a touch and go. Yep, and then on Saturday it was Castra and Toulouse, another local derby, always a bit of needle there. Castra won it, much to my surprise. Uh, Castra 26, Toulouse 24, three tries each. And actually Castra even got three yellow cards and still won. One yellow card for Toulouse. But Castro were leading 26-10. Toulouse scored 14 points in the last 10 minutes, but didn't quite catch up. So a good win for Castro, 26, Toulouse 24. Very good. And the one I watched, 38-23, three tries from Lyon between the 63rd minutes to the 37 minutes. That's incredible. He really woke up in the last part of the game. So yeah. there were two tries that were scored by Josua Twizova at the 63rd minute and the 70th minute. Another try by Pierre-Louis Barassi, who was a brilliant, brilliant player. I see him playing one day for Les Bleus at the 77 minutes. is excellent. La Rochelle scored an additional try. They scored four tries. It was one yellow card, but no bonus offensive for them. Otherwise, they would have a top, the top 14 right now, but they didn't. Yeah. Courtesy from Lyon. Yes, yeah, so Toulouse are top, well, the joint top, aren't Toulouse are top on points difference, but Toulouse top with 67 points. La Rochelle second with 67 points. Going down to third, Racing with 59. Fourth place, Clermont with 59. Fifth place, Bordeaux 53. And sixth place, Leon with 52. Yes, and the rest is Toulon with 52 points, similar to Lyon, very, very close. Castres, 51 points, 
Stade français number nine, 45, Brive, 44, Montpellier, 40, Bayonne, 39, Pau, 36, Agen, 2. Anything could happen, I think. It's, yeah. uh, it's touch and go. And Agen officially relegated now. They can't catch up from bottom place. So no. they're gone. And the Pro D2 Championship will take place in Montpellier. I mean, Pepper and Van have led that table all the way, haven't they? They've been, you know, well ahead of the remaining teams. So, yeah. Yes, I think they deserve to be in the top 14. Would be good for a Breton a team to be there to bring yeah, some. Yeah, for Catalonia uh, as well. The Catalans there, you know, that'd be great as well. Any other business? Yeah, you go first. A transfer window has been open for one month until the end of April because of the COVID situation. Okay. So there's been a few changes, usually transfers in January, like in football. But this time, because of the COVID, you know, the new LNR chief has agreed for, for some flexibility regarding the transfer window. So what happened is that Gael Ficou, who was due to join Racing next season, is actually going to join them now. We're expecting him to leave at the end of the season, but from Ficou's perspective... Racing is right now the position three, and so it's got more chance maybe to uh, lift the uh, Trophée de Brennus yeah. to, to be yeah, at the top. Absolutely. And also from the point of a Stade Français, within in the last two years, Gaël Ficou has only played 13 games. <laughs> yeah. 13 games. So if you take that into account and the fact that he's being paid 65,000 euros a month, Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a total value, order. It? Yeah. So I think it was released for financial reasons so that yeah. they can have more players. And, and the fact that he was playing brilliantly for uh, Les Bleus, but maybe yeah. not, so, not, not so well for Stade Francais, did impact the, the decision. But what will happen, even so, he will be playing for Racing next year. Uh, Stade Francais still has to pay uh, 50% of his salary. Okay. It's part of his contract. But as of now, we'll be racing Metro who will pay for his full salary. So uh, Stade Francais will make some, some saving yeah, because he will no, no longer pay 65,000 euros. But it's it's a long story. From the English side, yeah, I spotted today or yesterday, Eddie Jones, my friend Eddie Jones. <laughs> he will still stay at the head coach of England Rugby. So obviously, you know, he was audited severely because the RFU wanted to know why they didn't play as well as they did and there were many reasons COVID situation the fact that one of his coach you know was tested positive the fact that Sarah Sands boys hadn't been able to play competitively before the season and other factors and also who do you think could do Eddie's job it's, it would be a very difficult as well to find a, a replacement as well Eddie Jones except that hiccup he has performed well. He didn't win the World Cup, but he was in the finalist. So kudos to him. Yeah, it's a big and, pick up, isn't it? Yeah, and I see, it's I see like, his more wife. More like gastroenteritis, I think, than hiccup. But. <laughs> well, he got unlucky as well. We're not going to talk about, you know, Joser, maybe. <laughs> a certain referee. Oh, yeah, referee. come on. One, <laughs> one incident. Yeah. 
Well, it's, nice, it's nice to have uh, Eddie Jones as my neighbor. I can see his wife walking his dog. So, uh... <laughs> okay, well, you can give him some tips, probably. <laughs> I would never talk to him. It's too far away, too far away. You have to leave. Oh, uh... your voice carries quite well. I think you hear you. <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, oh, and you? Do you have any any specific news? No, I mean we're still sort of waiting on on British Lions news, aren't we? It, it sounds like less likely that fans are certainly going to be going because the Rainbow Cup that was supposed to be starting soon, the the Pro Fourteen clubs and the South African teams were getting together for a competition but now they've decided that that South African teams won't travel they'll play their bit of the tournament in South Africa and the Pro 14 will play their tournament in Wales, Scotland and Ireland so yeah, the the Lions tour is looking more and more well desperate is probably too strong a word but a Lions tour without fans for me is just not the same but there we are that's the way it goes We'll we'll wait and see what happens one thing we forgot to mention is that some uh, games have been postponed for uh, this weekend. So Brive, La Ro- Brive versus La Rochelle and Bayonne versus Castra are not going to take place because they've got some COVID-19 I'll, positive. And actually, now you mentioned that, I'll, I'll go through the games that are currently on at the moment in the top 14. Bordeaux against Montpellier is on as we speak, as is Lyon against Clermont. Stade Francais against Poe and Toulon against Agen, along with Toulouse against Racing 92. Those games are all on at the moment, but who knows by the time the weekend comes that there may be potentially more cancellations. My guess is that some games will have to be played during the week. Yeah. Because now there is a large majority of, of teams that have only played 20 games instead of 21. So Racing, 92-20 games, Clermont, to Bordeaux-Bègue, Lyon, Castres, Stade Français, Brive, Montpellier and Agen. So they've got all the teams I just mentioned already one game behind. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it would be a bit of a headache, a little bit of embouteillage in terms of calendar. So my guess, yeah, they would be playing midweek catch-up. French lesson. French lesson at last. Been waiting yeah. for this for ages. Come on. Then. <laughs> A very difficult one. Ooh, and, it's, and it's something that it's happened. A-level stuff, is it? Yeah. <laughs> something that happened during the Lyon Lyon okay. this weekend. It's a, a player kicked a, a drop. How do you say a drop in French? Le drop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's nearly the end of the C'est season. Yeah, Top 18. I'm going nice. to be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> so, rugby friends, I hope you enjoy our latest French rugby connections. Don't forget connections because rugby is all about connections and rugby family and joie de vivre and beer, fava voom, and beer and wine and diet coke for me. So, hope you, you enjoy that. 
and plenty of rugby to get your teeth into. Especially, do not forget to watch Le Crunch. Yeah, be... It should be, a, should be a cracker. And uh, we'll look back on it next week and also look forward to a weekend of a European semi-finals so it's going to be another big podcast next week and it's going to be an interesting one because they have now two cases of covid for bordeaux in bordeaux I've yeah, heard, so i hope it's not going to be decided on covid uh, rules that'll be that'll be awful but yeah it's been that sort of year hasn't it sadly but anyway on a positive note have a great weekend everybody and you veronique and uh, catch you soon okay au revoir rugby friends au revoir, au revoir. bye à bientôt, à bientôt. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic Glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons Et la jolie cloche ding-ding-dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum Tout avec lui dit boum Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille